You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello and welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. I'm so glad you joined me and I am looking forward to sharing with you and yet another podcast. Today, I would like to share with you dealing with emotional healing as we are in the month of May and we're talking about mental health awareness. And uh, a big part of mental health awareness is to be able to heal from the things that we may have gone through that may have caused caused mental distress um, or just, uh, just mental illnesses or whatever. And so uh, God desires for us to be healed. Um, and that's evident all throughout his word. Um, but certainly uh, it's important for us to understand the, um, what the word says about emotional healing. And, um, and so when we look at emotional healing, it is anything dealing with our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions. And so, um, and, and it's the ability to acknowledge uh whether it be events or circumstances, situations, whatever it may be that have um, may have been in our lives that hindered us from moving forward. And some, some um, emotional healing uh, comes from things that may not seem like such a big deal to someone else, but maybe to you it is. And it should, certainly shouldn't be anything that we take lightly. And so when we look at emotional healing, like I said, it can stem from different circumstances, such as things, um, you know, that we've, many have been experiencing uh, throughout the pandemic, loss, loss of job, um, sickness. Um, it could be even relationship um, situations that you may have gone through, loss of a relationship, um, loss of a loved one, um, just a number of different things that can cause us to have emotional distress uh, and in, even emotional trauma. And so, um, but as I read the word and as we get into the word, we see that God, that is one of God's greatest desires, um, is that we have emotional healing. And so when we experience these different things that may cause us to have emotional distress, um, it can lead to even deeper things. Um, so not just, not only stress, but anxiety, depression, um, and even causing us to do certain things that make um, lead us to do uh, things that sabotage um, our future. Um, and um, it's through the truth of the Word of God that we're able to, to see what it is that's tripping us up. What is it that's ailing us? What is it that has wounded us so that we can allow His healing power um, to 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 infiltrate our lives and to be able to heal that um, that situation or, or circumstance and cause us to be able to move forward. God says that He came, He sent His only begotten Son that we might have life and that we may have it more abundantly. That's God's desire. And you'll see His desire for us to be in good health all throughout the Bible. So it's not only good health, uh, in our physical bodies, but good health in our soul. Um, and, um, and really, if we're not healthy in our souls, anything that uh, is connected to that, which is our spirit and our physical body, it's going to somehow in some way be affected by that. And so, um, so being emotionally healed is critical. 
So I want to start out in First uh, Peter 5, um, and we're going to uh, just allow the Word to, to just uh, to show us the heart of God for us and how much He loves us. And so it starts out right away from verse 7, where it says, casting all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. So again, as I mentioned, it what um, is emotional distress to you may not be emotional distress to somebody else, but yet it is real to you. And so here God tells us to cast all of our cares. And so that's a care, that's a concern. And so God says that he will perfect that thing which concerns us. So if there's certain things that concerns us, he wants to make it right. He wants He wants to align it with his will and his way. And so it goes on to say, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, um, and whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in this world, which means everybody goes through something. Um, based on the enemy being our enemy, he's going to do whatever he can to challenge us, to, um, to try to trip us up. Um, but our goal is that we grab a hold of what God has for us that um, that even if we do get tripped up, we get right back up and we keep going in God's goodness and in his way, right? And so it goes on to say, but the grace of, but the God of all grace who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And I want to camp out on those la- the last uh, phrases, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So this is after you've suffered, you're going through the distress, you're going through the, the mental turmoil, um, you're going through the, 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 the feelings, the hurt, um, the pain, and the constant um, thoughts that, 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 that may even keep you up at night, you know? And so... Um, but God also says that that he he heals the brokenhearted so even if it's brokenheartedness and he binds up their wounds that's out of Psalms 147:3 and then it goes on to say in, in Psalms 34:19 many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers them out of them all so it doesn't matter what degree of emotional um distress or trauma it doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum God says he delivers us out of them all. And you got to receive that for yourself. It doesn't matter where you are. You may be in a deep depression as a result of emotional distress that you've gone through because of whatever it may have been stemmed from. Like I said, a job loss, a um, sickness, a fear, you know, uh, uh, for your life, fear, fear of, uh, you know, um, COVID, all kinds of things that um, may have caused you to get to this place. But God says, even in the state that you are in now, even if you were or may be at the state of wanting to commit suicide, God says that he can deliver you from out of all of that. And you got to believe that for yourself. So I don't care where you are, how deep the pit may seem that you're in. God says, I will heal you from out of them all. 
all. Glory to God. And so, and then in Isaiah 53, 5, it says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. And that healing and that being made whole is not just a physical healing. It's spirit, soul, and body. God, 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 created as spirit, soul, and body. So he's not going to just, oh, heal, heal our physical body, but then we need healing in our uh, uh, soulish part and, and he leaves us hanging. No, it's every part of our being, even with the chastisement of our peace, that peace has to deal with that soulish part. You know, if you, if you need emotional healing, more than likely you don't have peace. And so God covered all of it, spirit, soul, and body. He was wounded for every last one of, of, of those distresses. Amen. And so I want to start out talking about um, as he perfects us, he establishes us, he strengthens us, he settles us, uh, four main things that, that God wants to do for us to pull us out of that emotional distress that we may be going through. And the first thing is he starts out with restore, restoration. God wants to restore. He wants to take you back to that place where you first began. Amen. That place of being anew, that place of a fresh start. And, and, and that's how awesome God is. I'm reminded of, of, of the, um, Scripture that many of us know from out of Psalms 23, that he restores our soul. Yes, that's what he wants to do for you. He wants to restore your soul. And in that restoring, there is a completeness that he wants to bring. The restoring is not just, you know, just a little bit, you know, you know how sometimes we may start renovations around our house. And uh, if we're like the jack of all trades, but a master of none, then we may start these different projects around our house and try to restore it and make it look like new. But then we may get distracted and we may have an unfinished project here and an unfinished project there. Well, let me tell you something. God is not like that. He's not going to start a restoration project with you and not finish it. He's going to finish it because guess what? He is, He's not a jack of all trades. He is a master of all things. Amen. That pertains to us. And because he is a master of all things that pertains to us, any and everything that you're going through, he is able to restore that thing. When you first got saved, when you first gave your life to God, he, 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 he 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 started a new fresh slate for us amen and um and and as you come into his presence you receive uh uh just joy you receive peace you receive righteousness you receive all of those things and that's that state that God wants to take us back to and guess what it's not that it was ever taken from us by God it is that we relinquished it because guess what joy peace righteousness all of that can't reside in the midst of emotional distress and so what what did we do we forfeited we gave up our joy we gave up our peace we gave up our righteousness our right standing with God, our right position with God, um, uh, and took on distress. We took on uh, heartache. We took on pain, okay? Um, because I always say that it's our choice, you know? And so just because something is dished out to you, and, and, and I can say it's easier said than done because you can have things that you go through, um, and but still it's our choice whether we decide we're going to camp out there. We're going to take it on as our 
uh, what belongs to us. And so, and when we do that, when we take on those distresses, when we take on those, those negative thoughts, when we take on that hurt, that pain, we make friends with it and we allow it to have its dwelling place within us. And so, but what God wants to do, he wants to take us back to that place of, of, of newness. Hallelujah. That place where we can be refreshed where he can restore our souls back to that place of peace, back to that place of joy, back to that place of right standing uh, in, in, in him where we are um, uh, in our rightful place with him. Amen. And so I like that word refreshing as it connects to restore. Refreshing means any kind of refreshment um, or at rest or deliverance from evils of any kind. It doesn't matter whether you feel like it's something that somebody did against you or something that maybe you yourself uh, did uh, in, in sin uh, and now you're suffering through these different things. God says, you know, he wants to bring a refreshing to us. And so um, as it connects to restoring our soul in Psalms 23, we can tell that that's God's desire for us. Okay. He wants to refresh us. He wants to restore us. And so again, it's all throughout the Bible. In Isaiah 51.3, he talks about a refreshed earth becoming like the Garden of Eden. I remember years ago where Donald Lawrence um, wrote this song, Let's Get Back to Eden, Live on Top of the World. You know, that's not just some cute song. We are truly able to be restored back to our place of Eden. And even though Adam and Eve were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, guess what? Guess who redeemed us back to that place? Jesus Christ and him crucified. Glory to God. The finished work of the cross has put us back to that same playing field, that level ground, that 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 place of refreshment, that place of restoration. And so 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 Eden belongs to us. Jeremiah talked about it too. He talked about it in 30 uh Jeremiah 30:10 where he says a place of rest and quietness. And and he said and no one shall make him afraid. He's talking about Zion, he's talking about Israel, and, and, and we are engrafted into this family, okay? And so, so this is God's desire for us, a place of rest, a, a place of quietness, a place of refreshing, like a cool glass of water. You ever, uh, I mean, many of us, I'm sure, have experienced when we've been thirsty, you've been out in the hot sun or you've been working really hard and your throat is is is, is dry and it's, it's, it's just, you just need a fresh glass of water. And oh, how cooling it is. And oh, how refreshing it is to drink that glass of water. Well, that's what God wants to do with us uh, being in that dry place. And that's what it is when we're dealing with emotional distress, um, emotional wounds where we need healing. We're in that dry place and God wants to bring a refreshing to us. Glory to God. And so even in Jeremiah, I mean, Joel, it talks about how Joel, he envisioned a fountain of, live, of life-giving water flowing from the house of God. 
Glory to God. And so immediately that lets me know that, um, you know, uh, how it's connected to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit represents that living water uh, that flows out of us. And so when you're going through that emotional distress, it's like you got to prime that pump of that fountain of living water flowing out of you. And, and, And that's the Holy Ghost flowing out of us. And so all of that's connected to that refreshing, that refreshment, the living water, uh, the spiritual water. Um, and, and, and again, it's all throughout the word of God. And so God wants to restore. So won't you allow him to restore you? How, how do you allow him to restore you? Well, getting into his presence, in his presence, is where the fullness of joy is. In his presence is where that refreshing comes. And Acts, the, the third chapter, um, the 19th verse through the 20th, it talks about how Paul is, is, is speaking to uh, uh, um, those who are caught up in their sin. Um, and he goes on to say, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And so, you know, you may be thinking, well, I'm in this mo- emotional stress. It's not my fault. It's it's this situation that I got caught up in because of this person. Well, again, if you remember, I said that you're the one that gave uh permission for the results or the um the uh ramifications of what has happened to 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 come into your life you gave permission for for the 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 turmoil to to come in and take residence how how you say well how did i do that well well you have a choice that whatever comes your way that you can choose to stay in peace that you can choose that even thoughts that come your way just because you think a thought doesn't mean it becomes yours until you begin to constantly meditate on it. Then you're giving that thought um, uh, legal rights to take up residence within your spirit, within your soul. And so what does it, what does it do? So even thoughts of distress, thoughts of um, you know negative thoughts or thoughts of evil, thoughts of anger, thoughts of madness, just whatever it may be, if you're constantly thinking those thoughts, thoughts of revenge, thoughts of hatred, those are thoughts that you are allowing to take up residence. So maybe you're mad at somebody. Maybe you have, you know, and and that madness or anger can lead to unforgiveness. So every thought, every situation that we may be in starts with a thought. So that thought doesn't have to become yours until you begin to give it permission to take up residence in you. And so, um, and so God, you know, so when we come into his presence, then we're giving him permission to say, God, you know, help me with these thoughts, help me with what I'm dealing with on the inside. Um, by me being in your presence, I'm acknowledging that it is in your presence that I'm able to be restored. Amen. That I'm able to get that refreshing that I need from, for my soul. And so then the next thing that I want to uh, share with you is that after he restores you, he puts you back in that, that place of restoration. He has to confirm you because you know, the enemy comes immediately when God restores, he comes immediately to make you second guess yourself. Um, He comes immediately to, 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 um, to try to make you seem like you don't really deserve to be where you are because he's going to 
cause you to think about, you know, the, you know, well, how did I get to that place in the first place? How, what did I do? Why? Why? You know, you begin to question yourself. Well, why did I allow this person to do this to me? Why did I allow myself to get to this place? And then we become our own worst enemies. We become, uh, you know, that that person that really self-sabotages ourselves because we make it harder on ourselves than what it is. Even after we have been restored, then we began to say, well, do I really be deserve to be restored? You know, um, I'm not good enough or uh, I haven't earned it. You know, there's, thing, there's things that we begin to allow uh, the enemy to to uh, to shame us and to um, to work against us. And then we begin to side with the enemy. We begin to, you know, um, you know, to to to, to make ourselves unworthy. OK. And the, and the fact of the matter is this, we can never be, become worthy in and of ourselves anyway. It is because of the blood of Jesus that we have been made worthy by the blood of the Lamb. And if we have truly going to the, gone to that place of restoration, that place of re- refreshing, then what we have done in that moment is that we have accepted the finished work of the cross through the shed blood of Jesus Christ that was released for us, that has cleansed us and washed us clean to place us in that place of refreshing. So what we need to get is a confirmation that we are okay, that we are loved, that we are accepted, that we are right where we need to be. And I like how this uh, particular translation, a translation that says, make you what you ought to be. Okay, and 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 that's not a making within ourselves. Don't you try to make yourself be something um, uh, that you ought to be. You got to allow the grace of God, because in that scripture and and first uh, in Peter, where it talks about in the grace of God, it talks about the, the, the God of all grace. So it is his grace that is enabling us to transcend our weaknesses, transcend our shortcoming transcend what we know and what we don't know. It is the grace of God that steps in, that's able to restore us, hallelujah, to refresh us. And now it is by the grace of God that he is confirming us, glory to God, hallelujah. So he confirms us and he perfects that in us. You know, he, he, he he's, he, you know, that per, per, you know, you know, when you see that word perfect in the Bible and you find it in Psalms 138, 8, it says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. That perfect is a continual making it like it should be. Okay. Um, uh, a continual, um, uh, 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 forming and, and shaping and molding. It's just like that potter on, on the, um, that piece of clay on the potter's wheel. Okay. God is our potter and we are the clay and we are allowing him to shape us and to mold us. And, um, and sometimes there are certain things that may happen as that clay is, is being shaped and molded. That's not pleasing to the father. And he may mar it again and push it back to a lump of clay and then begin to shape and mold it and fine tune it to the way he wants to be, want us to be. And that's God making us as we ought to be. Making us as we ought to be is not our will, it's God's will. And so that's his perfecting. So when we try to make 
ourselves into someone or something that we want to be, then we get driven by perfection. And perfection can never be attained in our physical body. It can never be attained. But being perfected, which means that state of God making it right, God molding and shaping us is where we want to be. So God will confirm us. So not only does he restore us, he will confirm us. Hallelujah. He will let us know that 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 um, that um, that he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, that we are the chosen, that he is that we are the ones that he picked. Amen. He chose us, not because we were perfect, but because we are loved and because of his grace and because he is able to make us perfect or perfected as we go. And so then the next thing that he does is he strengthens us. Glory to God. So as we learn through our confirmation, being confirmed, we learn that, um, you know, we don't have it all together, that We can't do anything in our own strength. And then we recognize that our own strength really is weakness. It's a weakness. And the word of God talks about how in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, that in in our weakness, he is strong. And it goes on to talk about that grace, that we need to allow that grace to be sufficient for us. This this is what Paul came to the conclusion of. He he came to the conclusion that all the stuff that he knew, everything that he did, everything that he accomplished, compared to the strength of God, it's weakness. And so what did he do? He surrendered his weakness to God, and he allowed the grace of God to step in and help him in his weakness so that he could be more than a conqueror, so that he could begin to accomplish the great things that he accomplished and that we see in the in the New Testament today. And so, so it is when we recognize that we are weak, when we recognize that we fall short, um, that God is able to take that weakness and he becomes strong. We want, we, we want, we want God to show himself strong in our lives. And so when we want to do that, we step back. Okay. We acknowledge our weakness and we step back and we allow him to be strong. So what does he do through that? Now we become stronger, okay? Then we can do all things through Christ, right? Then one of my favorite scriptures, in in the Amplified, it says that we are equal to anything and everything through him who infuses inner strength in us, okay? It is through uh, his sufficiency becomes our sufficiency, okay? And And so through his strength, we can do all things. Glory to God. So not only does he restore us, He confirms us and then he strengthens us. Glory to God. And then the last thing that I want to share from out of this is so powerful is that he establishes us. When something is established, it cannot be shaken. It cannot be moved. And all of this, we're talking about emotional healing. This is a part of emotional healing. This is what God would do for us when he really heals us. Not when we get a little uh, quick fix, not when we get a band-aid, not when we cover it up, not when we say, oh, time will heal. No, time is not going to heal. You need to get into the presence of God to allow you to heal. No, not brushing it under the rug. No, not acting like it never happened. No, that it, you'll never get healing. You'll you'll seem like you'll, you'll be faking it. You'll, it will appear that you're healed, but I'm telling you, after a while, something's going to trigger 
and cause things to fall apart. You want things to be established. You want it to be sure. And, and you can only get complete and sure healing in the presence of God. And in his presence, he revealed so many things. He shares his word. He shares his love. He shares all the things that he has for us. Amen. And so that establishment is, is a settling, being settled, um, being grounded and secure in that thing, right? And so um, another way of looking at it is he sets you in a firm, uh, uh, he, he sets you firmly in place, okay? And so, I mean, you think about, you think about, you know, the scripture where it talks about, you know, building a building. And if you build that building upon a sand, What's going to happen? It may be a beautiful building, but after a while, things are going to begin to sink and cave in, you know? And so if you build that building on that firm foundation, which we know is Jesus Christ, it's Jesus. He builds us up. So what good does it do for a building to look good and have no firm foundation? Okay. You, you don't want that. You, you want to receive the restoration that you need. You want to be confirmed that you are who you are and God has placed you where you are and you are okay with him and you are loved and he has chosen you for such a time as this. And then he strengthens you to do whatever work he's called you to do to continue to move forward. But then you want to be established, glory to God. You don't want to go back to where you were. You know, and so the scripture talks about how, you know, if you get delivered from something, if you get set free, because that's what emotional healing is, it's deliverance from what you were once caught up in. And so, so if, 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 if you don't get that true, complete deliverance, those, those demonic forces have a right to come back and not just the way it was, but seven times more. And you don't want that. You don't want to, you don't want to go back in, into a worse state than what you were in. You want to be established and you want to be settled. Glory to God. Um, so that firm found, firm foundation, that steadfastness. And, and then this last scripture I want to share with you, which is really good because Everything that we're talking about dealing with this emotional, emotional uh, distress uh, and receiving emotional healing, like I said, starts from a thought, you know, and the thought, you know, may have been provoked by circumstance, provoked by situations, provoked by what somebody may have done to may have may have uh, may may have done to you, uh, but it doesn't matter. It's still that thought. And so the, uh, Proverbs 16, 3 says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Glory to God. So that's all wrapped up into uh, his grace that, that gives you that emotional uh, healing that you need, that he establishes you. But when you commit everything that you do to him, don't, do, don't go out and try to do anything without God. Because you got to recognize that in him, you live, you move, and you have your being. When you do that, then he's able to establish your thoughts, to give you those right kind of thoughts. Those thoughts align with his will. Those thoughts align with his way. And even if you come across a situation that 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 could possibly be a trigger, um, uh, to, to, to tempt you to go back to where you were. When you commit your life to, to, uh, to God, when you commit what you're doing, commit, uh, your day, commit, um, your efforts, your dreams, your, your, um, your projects, even your, the, your physical work, your work, your job, your career, when you can commit your marriage, when you commit everything that pertains to you, to the Lord, 
He's going to establish your thoughts. He's going to tell you how to think about it. And when God tells you that, of course, you know, it's founded upon the word. He's going to help to align you according to his will and his way. And so my prayer for you is that you no longer suffer through, you know, all the various things that you may have been tor- uh, tortured by. You know, I was ministering to a group of ladies and it was it ran the gamut of different things that the enemy uh, was just hold- holding over their heads. I mean, past hurts as when they were children, you know, current hurts, you know, um, different types of abuse and different types of trauma, you know, of things that happened in times past. And now they're having to go back to uh, to deal with those things and they're afraid. And so, but thank God, as I ministered the word of God and this truth, they were set free. And I pray that you be set free today as you receive this spiritual truth. So by the grace of God, receive restoration, receive um, uh, confirmation, be confirmed in him, be um, be be to the point where you are receiving the strength that you need from him and then be established. Don't be moved, glory to God. Be settled in that deliverance that you receive, that emotional healing that you never have to fear going back again, that you only be able to move forward and enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray that you also will share this message with someone else as we are acknowledging a a mental health awareness month, but it's not just a month of May. This message can hold true for any time of the day, any time of the year. And so share this with someone because God wants you to be free and he wants your loved ones and friends to be free as well. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.